0: Look
1: over here. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. your best eye with the brightest light. And I uh, shine upon you, them blind. how we as of a truth and light. They as of a truth and light. And until the day that my soul takes flight. Babylon will hear my voice. How we as of a truth and light. welcome everybody to another episode of the Checkmate podcast I am your host Davy, for this episode um I'm sitting in for page she couldn't make it right so I'm here I'm here right um yeah so it's the week of this i'm good right so it's the week second week in the first full week in july and um of twenty twenty one and Wednesday morning. Um, I don't know when most people heard the news, but for us it was around 4 o'clock um, that the Haitian president have been assassinated. And funny enough, we have an episode coming up unless you forgot speaking about a particular incident in the French Revolution with Cecile Fatiman, which, yeah, so that's probably job in a couple weeks so we're you know we're all surrounding haiti you know already there um researching about haiti and stuff and this news was just like whoa and we have other interviews for chipmate that we're supposed to drop but we're like yo we have to, we have to, we have to do something on this because it can be a political podcast and Haiti is right. Haiti's like, Haiti's literally right (laughs) beside Jamaica and we don't, we don't, we don't speak about what's happening. It was very easy, it would be easier for us to get like an academic. But one of the things when it comes with covering Haiti, I just feel like in a situation like this, it didn't make sense getting an academic because it feels as if when it comes to covering violence in the Caribbean, People always go to Jamaica, and then when it comes to like, um, struggle, they always go to Haiti. So it's like you're, it's suffering exploitation of these two spaces, and it just, it just never feels right talking to an academic about what's happening in Haiti. It, they, like, it just never feels right at all. So calling two fever, you know, um, don't need a two liver, you know, you have to, you have to sacrifice some things with two liver. I think a human, I want to say the human body have two liver, but no, know honestly, honestly, know. a kidney or whatever. one of them, either way. So we finally got somebody who's underground in Haiti, and it was, it was amazing because um I saw the text, I saw the messages back and forth with a team member of ours and her, and she was absolutely amazing. And um we're just going to have a conversation with this young lady about what's happening in Haiti. Um, her name is Tamlin Um, she's a Haitian citizen in Haiti currently and she has a bachelor of arts in international studies with a concentration in international relations and it's going to I'm anticipating a very long conversation like more than an hour that's just me but um, Tamlin welcome to the yard Um, can you just go ahead and introduce yourself to our guests please
0: Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. My name is Tamlin, and I have a Bachelor of Arts in International Studies with a concentration in International Relations and Global Politics. So, yes, as correctly said, I currently reside in Haiti. So, to track Haiti history, it's
1: very similar um, in the beginning. You know, you have the Amerindian settlements, and then you move to the okay, the 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 the... the settlement, the occupation of, of um European powers. And then Haiti, you have the French Revolution, then getting independence in 1804. And then you have that whole um century. We are up to like 1921, uh, where Haiti, Spain, um, called, quotation reparations, quotation reparations to France for whatever the French believe that Haiti owed them because they gained Independence and that amounts to I think today 21 to 30 trillion dollars. Um, and then you move to the the riots of and and 1840s, and 1850s, and then you move again to the, occup- the occupation of the US in Haiti starting in the 1910s to like 1930s, and then after that, you have the Parsley Massacre, and then after that. You move to yeah, the, 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 this this decade of the Duvaliers, which is yeah. the sixties yeah. and seventies and eighties. And then you have, you know, as a Jamaican, we all know about the Haitian, um, um, the first, I think the first democratic elected Haitian leader, you know. Yes. Very long while. Who came to Jamaica in two thousand four to escape um what was happening in his country and then, you know, tragic, tragic tragic one of the most tragic disasters in a lifetime was the haitian um earthquake of 2010 and yes. so says like you have haiti has been through a lot they have they have, they have been a country going through a lot and with that you have human exploitation natural resources exploitation just a lot so why time didn't to know which one you to start but just for me Right, just just for me, I just want to know personally: Are you doing okay? Are you fine right <laughs> now? Like, is your mental good?
0: That's very kind of you to ask, and I'm doing okay. And it's sad to say, but it's because I've I've been used to to problems. Well, since I was born, I was born in '94, and that particular year, um, the U.S. toppled Alastin for a second time, so. You know, since my birth year I've been into this kind of drama. Um, so I'm fine. It's right. it's it's another day here for most Haitians. But I think we're reaching a point where we're seriously getting tired though.
1: Yeah see, I that I think like boy, whoa. I, I remember we, I was reading something the other day and it was about um this this it was about the late eighties in Haiti where the it the U the US mm-hmm. influenced this kind of manufacturing um policy in the country. It was easier for US imports to come in, but exports was to go out. And created a whole
0: Oh yeah. yeah that was actually like after ninety four. Yeah. Oh,
1: Bruh. I never mean, know this. I'm just like Yes. Yeah, but I currently have a stack of like is a, a fourteen page paper yes. that I'm next year, which I'm going to go through. But so as I said before, like it's it's a, it's just so much to unpack where Haiti problems begin. But just for the, the sake of this episode and what's the this episode, I I want to just start after mm-hmm. the earthquake and um Martelli was president, right? Okay and that's when we saw that, that for me, you know, as somebody yes. extremely young, that for me that's when I started. Yes. Like Paying attention to Haiti politically. Because Martelli was of interest. But okay. can you go into details of the Martelli presidency and how his presidency led to Jovenel Moise? Let me start from there.
0: Perfect. Okay. So, um, Mitchell Joseph Martelli was the 56th president of Haiti from 2011 to 2016. So, even when he announced that he was going to be president, everyone thought it was a joke because Martelli is seen as this famous musician who's a jokester and who does very unconventional things like uh, uh, cross-dressing during carnival and cursing and all all this stuff. So people were like, ah, okay, he's not a politician. He's going into politics. It's a joke. And then once they saw that he's really advancing, some people got worried, other people thought that it would be interesting because they thought, just like Americans thought for Trump, maybe having an outsider would be good. All right. Now, the day of the first round of elections, um, he came third place, and that's when our lovely Secretary of State, then Hillary Clinton, came down and asked that he be the contender against a Jude Celestin, which was the other guy that was popular. Originally, it should have been a woman called Maniga, uh, but they ousted her because she has some kind of a center-left leaning into politics. That's her positionality. And the U.S. definitely wanted someone that could do their bidding, so they put Motevoo. Um when the election happened, which election turnout was only 18% because there was so much intimidation and also allegations that some tally sheets were not counted. Um, when they announced that he would be president, everybody was like, Okay, this is crazy. Most Haitians would not vote for him. Um, and then he's president. The US is very happy about it. And then during his administration, Um, unbeknownst to us citizens, that's when he starts taking funds from the Petuocali Bay funds, which were funds set up by the state of Venezuela, our our sister nation. Um, We have a very good allyship originally with Venezuela. And then he starts stealing money from that, which is insane. And then um, this man, Mr. Martelli, has a penchant for Duvalierism because to our surprise, he allowed for the son of Duvalier to come back out of exile. Everyone thought that it was insane. He came back, he actually died here without facing justice properly, without us having the opportunity to demand our rightful reparations because both the father and son Duvalier stole so much money that the Swiss bank, where they hide their money, created a law called the Duvalier Law to freeze their assets so that they can keep the money. It's it's essentially Haitian money that they're keeping for them. So, you know, that's how much money he stole. And then Martelly asked him to come back. He tried to re the army, which Haitians were just not okay with because our history with our own army is just disastrous. So this, this man was a recipe for disaster. So now we have Jovenel, uh, Jovenel Moïse.
1: And that is part of the hashtag. Moïse came in after Martelly army.: um, Yes. yes. Right. And just to be clear, Martelli served out his term, right? Excuse me? Martelli served out his term. He served only one. Yeah. Okay. From 2011 okay. to 2016. All right, got you. So, um, my jo, All right. So my knowledge of Jovenel in, in the beginning uh-huh. was that he exported fruits. He was um, yes businessman and stuff like that. And there was a hurrah around that election as a lot. But let, let's mm-hmm. take this from starting in 2090. So he came in.
0: It's, yes, like,
1: it's a it's a whole issue, guys. A whole issue. Like there was so many scandals regarding that election. Yes, but just he's in, he he became president. We're in twenty nineteen, and twenty nineteen, this I can't talk about because this I can't talk about. I distinctly remember in twenty nineteen, that was when the Aquin prison break started, yes. and yes. then the, the the that, with the fuel. Protests. Yes. Oh, like yeah. that, the whole of 2019 was just it was yeah. just a mess. So let's start with the fuel protests and the an prison break and hold that connect to Giovanni. Like the first time we're literally seeing
0: him exercising. His okay, home. so I I just want to add a quick context here that prior to 2019, there were accusations of him that turned out to be true after international investigators came that he ordered massacres it was it was pretty terrible. So in 2019, the massacres and allegations of of stealing money and fraud came upon now adding with a very apparent um, fuel problem. So prior to 2019, or prior to 2018, should I say, we didn't really have a fuel shortage because we were getting our fuel from our sister nation, Venezuela through the initiative called Petro Fund. And then after it became clear that something was not going on right with that fund, the Haitian state suddenly realized that um, they, they would go back to buying fuel from, from American companies. And then the World Bank to give us a loan had decided that they need us to make austerity measures. Now, for people who are listening, who are familiar with austerity measures, um, it's it's a disastrous thing to recommend, especially to impoverished economies. Austerity measures are laws and economic or fiscal measures that you take to limit spending in a government. Now, To me, that never made sense how they always ask countries that are in crisis to do austerity measures. So they had asked the Haitian government to stop subsidizing gas, which is the state should stop buying gas. Gas should become privatized. Okay. Haitians were not okay with that. And then it started a pretty, pretty intense period of pay luck too that that to um generated pay the entire year of 2019 was a back and forth between everything opening up to a pay right and but
1: as you mentioned for just a context of persons who don't know can you go into pay which was november 2019 and that whole month right and when you have an event that's given a name you know (laughs) you never you know if your folks say yo this is another level of things. So can you just explain PAYLOCK to our listeners on what that event was?
0: To be clear, PAYLOCK started since February 2019. Okay. PAYLOCK happened four times in 2019. And pay, what PAYLOCK means is country lockdown. Pay means country and LOCK is lockdown. And what it means is it's not official, but it's basically a state of siege. Everything has to be shut down. Businesses, hospitals, schools, everything. If you are unfortunately opened, you might get ransacked. Um, but mostly pay luck saw private businesses be ransacked because the objectives of pay luck is generally to... to have businesses it's so sorted they have businesses hire gangs, and then sabotage other people's businesses now in between, you have regular normal citizens or small business owners who also unfortunately uh, get ransacked in the process or get attacked and it gets pretty violent but generally it's that it's a very public display of Elites showing their power.
1: All right. Got you, got you, got you. Then
0: you have the part of protesting. Like, if... Firstly, you have the part of mass protesting where visibly millions of people go out in the street and then ask, you know, for him to leave and whatever else. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So
0: we'll move from 2019 and then we'll move from
1: 2020, which I'm not going yeah. to go into a lot because starting from March 2020... That's COVID, and I'm going to speak yeah. to you about that later. But, specifically February 2020, because I know most persons who have access to the internet, understand that privilege there, saw mm. that video where we had... And this was how bizarre it was. It was police officers and soldiers at war. With yeah. Hitler, or set at the National um Palace. Can you go into details about
0: what that was? Mm. If... if someone is familiar with the history of Haiti, you know that it's expected because this is what doesn't make sense. Your police are underpaid, under, underpaid, not armed for situations, and they're not numerous to begin with. So they, they ran a real risk of retaliate, retaliation attacks. You're not subsidizing them to do their job which is to protect all of us. And then you come on power and you say, I want an army. Everyone is gonna perceive that as outrageous. And this is exactly what these clashes were. How is it that you want to have an army, which requires subsidies, heavy subsidies to be maintained, to grow, to expand. In a country where the majority of people are poor, They don't have a lot of purchasing power. They don't have a decent minimum wage, let alone, they don't even have a job. And you have police officers who are underpaid and who are dissatisfied and who voice their dissatisfaction for a while now, and then you do this to them. So the clash was only a matter of time. Um, No one was really surprised by, by the clash. If you know the history of Haiti and the army and how the army was just very totalitarian, very dictatorial. Used for some of the some of the worst things during the 20th century. All right, got you, got you, got you. All right. So as for we're not going to
1: 2020, a lot. Right, cause soon come back to that. To be noted, I was, I was, yeah, I was in middle of midterms, I think when that, when the the news broke out that that was happening in the, outside the National Palace. And like, I feel like I had put me and say yo, bro, bro, so the country have some kind of peace. Yes. Man? Yes.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> yo. Because, yep. you know, these are two entities that were, all right, on paper, were, on paper,
0: right, were created to protect citizens.
1: And here y'all are, right? Having a whole shootout, like, mm, All right, so we're we'll moving to twenty twenty one. Let me move for. Let's skip over twenty twenty. Move to twenty twenty one, and this was when things just never started make sense for me, right? I think that I think it was starting in February, right? When Joe Manon was supposed to step down, right? I mean, like everybody, I out, Like me, I said, "The match, match, like, all right, twenty seventeen, twenty twenty one, we must step down." And he refused to step down. And he gave some reasons. Well, can you can you get to, like that was the first I, I think the first major event in 2021 that was a foreshadowing of what would happen um up to Yes. So to So can you go into that honey's refusal to step down?
0: So there's a there's always gonna be, I think, a disagreement about this particular instance. A lot of people are looking at it solely by years and they're saying, well, if he came in 2017, then he should leave in 2022 because he's supposed to do five full years. Other people look at it as he was elected in 2016 and under him, even though he was not in power technically, but he was still elected, under him there was so much turmoil that he had to wait a 2017 to start his functions but that was still under him so he had to leave in 2021 that was literally it that was my the latter the latter was my months
1: yes yes you know I, that, that's so many months it would,
0: right <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know honestly maybe very honestly i so many months would, for, from the first beginning yeah. so He's refused to step down, and then you have all of these oppositions, um, um, mm-hmm. um starting to talking, and in front of opposition, you start to see the, you start to see persons kind of like, kind of, almost said it's politically correct. The are persons yeah. being placed in jail, right? Yes. Okay, this death squad office that arose in twenty twenty one, um, and the jailing of lawmakers and opposition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did would that, would you say that was when you started to hear more echo of him to of him to of
0: him to, to step down? This is you're asking this after February, right? Mm-hmm. After February, Yeah, oh yes. Because he started um demanding the assassinations of of prominent figures. Everybody was just shot. The most recent one is a, a militant and a journalist that were covering police union police unionization because the police want to unionize the state is very much against it um and then there's allegations of of pension theft which I think is is pretty insane and the journalist was shot in a lot of places in her body as well as her working partner That was this month. That was um, the 5th of July. That's how recent that was. Prior to this, a Supreme Court judge was arrested because he he said that uh, the judge was trying to do a coup. He arrested 20 other people. And then another prominent lawyer, and yeah, prominent lawyer, another prominent lawyer was shot hours after he made an interview on the radio where he was demanding for people not to adopt the new constitution and to leave that job for qualified specialists and experts. And he was talking about, we need a new system. We need a new Haiti because this is not working for us. Is
1: it, so are touching on the constitution, but in the middle, I, I, I started to pay attention to this in June. So let me know if I before June, but the changing mm-hmm. constitution that, that 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 um president moise was was undertaking right yes. do you know the context of what he exactly he wanted to change in the constitution
0: um this constitution is like it's like kind of a joke honestly um because there's a lot of things that he obvious he he made it so obvious there's a lot of things that they wanted to strip away like Um, the importance of the prime minister and to replace it by a vice president. But the vice president has no power. The the vice president has no function. He wanted to allow non-residing Haitians in the diaspora, like Haitians who do not have Haitian citizenship, to vote and to be able to hold office. So basically... Uh, this scenario would mean, well, if I lived in the States all my life, but my parents were Haitian, and I never had any interest in Haiti whatsoever, one day I can decide that I can be president. And everybody was like, that's, that's ridiculous, because how would this person know what's best for the country, if this person doesn't live in the country? Then there were other concerns of um, stripping away the power of parliament so that he can continue doing what he's doing, which is ruling by decree. No one took it, no one took it seriously. No one took that constitution seriously. To read the referendum, you have to either speak English or French. There was nothing in Creole. Even if they had translated it in Creole, it's not like he sent agents to distribute it house by house. He put it on the internet. Most Haitians don't have access to the internet. Most Haitians cannot read. So how is it that you want a referendum for an entire country to participate in when the majority of the country cannot read, does not have access to the internet, does not understand that some of their rights are being stripped away? How is that possible? And how do do you do that in less than a year?
1: All right, got you. You see, you see, you see? All right. Yeah wanted to say but we're going to, hold it. <laughs> we're going to hold it all right so we'll move from the cha- announcement of the change of constitution mm-hmm. which see language is a heck of a thing um that's the prison outbreaks mm. started around that time and that was when a saw increase in kidnappings across oh, the country, yes which yes. even created more tension in the state right yes um Whole, the, the crime situation, even under that, with all of these political changes happening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: was it, I don't know, were, were you guys, Um, I don't I know, desensitized around all of it, Because even as a Jamaican, you know, like, it's the worst thing. I said we need therapy because we're so desensitized to crime right now. It's really bad.
0: Yeah. But
1: um, that, that rapid increase in kidnappings across the country mm-hmm. was like, how was living through that? And did that even create more tension around the the political drama that was happening?
0: It did, because um, since 2018, they've been proving that kidnappers have direct access to many senators and to the president. So there are 162 gangs in Haiti with more than 3,000 members. And it's so bad that they take controls of literal cities, right? And then the kidnapping business starts. Kidnappings are very lucrative in Haiti. And what they do is they ask for a lot of money. They know that people will not pay that amount, but they'll still receive the most that the person can get. And then they can choose to set you free or not, which is the the saddest part of, of all of this too. So... Around December 2020, oh my God, can you imagine? It's December, people want to celebrate. December is very important in Haiti, um, especially for businesses and for just people to try to do something with the coming year and then kidnappings start rising. And then 2021, it continues. And then recently, it goes through the roof because it brings so much money, which also explains why the gangs are fighting for territories, because they can do their kidnapping businesses just fine and get the most money out of it.
1: So, all right, so this is all happening in June, right? Mm
0: -hmm. We'll Mm -hmm. have
1: constitution change, we have a prison outbreak, we have for the first time like and first time. let me not say sure that because first mm-hmm. time to me, David, me, me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was um the a rise of a gang leader, right? I mean, oh I mean, yeah. Um so you have all of these things happening now, and then me be glad this, you have COVID, which we yes. not start talk more yet, right? And then we have a hurricane, which we yes. not start hot more yet. We're not going at that
0: yet. All that happening like no, and few, then you have so, inflation. You yeah. have inflation. Bruh, listen. Which we, 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 people barely talk about because it seems like the we, the least of your worries until you go try to buy some food. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh. The and the, is- oil, yes. the
1: oil issue became
0: a, yes. a problem
1: with the yes. inflation. Because I, I, I know I saw a report of persons even selling oil in like buckles the way the, these prices were going. Yes. Um... But, so, we so this is, like, happening in one, like, June, June was a month. June is a month, right? Yes. And here comes July, and I'm going to check the date. I'm going to check the date. I'm the date. Because lack of sleep is causing a lot of issues with me right now on time. The 7th. Mm-hmm. you go the 7th, and, you know, you wake up to news that the Haitian leader was yeah. killed. And... What was the like how, first of all how did you hear the news
0: so i i unfortunately i have very bad allergic reactions to anti-inflammatory meds so i routinely wake up by myself at 6 in the morning to snack so that i can go back to sleep it's weird but that's that's just a reaction i wake up and as i'm waking up my best friend calls me and I'm like, oh, my God, did something happen to her family? I answer the phone, and she tells me the news. And I kid you not, I tell her, what kind of joke are you playing this early in the morning? I didn't, I didn't think for a minute that she could ever do this prank to me because she's, she's not that type of person. And she's like, um, I'm not joking. Turn on your phone. I turn on your internet on your phone. I turn on the internet on my phone, and the alerts are showing President Julien Moïse was assassinated. And I'm just like... And the crazy thing is I didn't realize until a minute later that it's dead quiet. By 6 in the morning, everybody gets up, you hear motorcycles, you hear cars driving by, you hear people. It's six in the morning and it's dead silent. Dogs are not barking. I get up, I go see um, my parents and they're all awake and they're all looking at their screens and we're just like, oh my God. It's a lot of thoughts are racing into my head. I'm an international relations person. So I'm thinking, is it a breach of sovereignty? Is it an act of war? Does it mean that we might get invaded? All of these thoughts are coming into mind. And I'm like, we, I don't think we can get any worse than this. Mm -hmm. This is the epitome of the worst for us. I got you. And then an hour later, slowly the radio talks about it. The TV talks about it. International news talks about it. My friends and elsewhere, they're writing me. They're like, "Are you? are you alive? Are you safe?" Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. It was so, a
1: shock. So just before there was hesitation across the country to even carry the news, because it sounds as if international news was bringing the was bringing the coverage before even local news. So there was some kind of hesitation from okay. the citizens themselves. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
0: Yes, because I think the last, so generally when we have a person, an autocratic person that dies, we expect violence. Um, When Papa Doc died, uh, people who didn't even know that he died, when they wore red, they were killed. So I guess in the collective minds of people, they were expecting something like that, even though technically we were not under a set dictatorship like Duvalier. Duvalier said that he was a dictator. Duvalier said that he was president for life. This man didn't say that, but this man definitely acted like he wanted to stay for life. So Mm -hmm. I don't think we even realized that collectively we were like, oh no, not again. And then we acted, quote unquote, accordingly. Because for two days, the country was in utter calm. For regular citizens, businesses, everything was closed. Nothing dared to open. Not even small neighborhood boutiques opened. Nothing opened. Mm-hmm. So I think collectively, we we are so traumatized inside. We we know what to do, you know, in in those situations. Yeah. Well,
1: that's well, that's not a good reality
0: <laughs> at all.
1: Um. So. I won't go into the details of the assassination um that's pretty much online so to our listeners right this episode was recorded at the latter end of this week so um updates are still coming in so when you listen to this get us a you know, quick google you know and see where that investigation is going with the assassination of the of the president now because news coming and come out and Mm-hmm. A lot of things are happening at the time, so not for going at that. Um, But I know there's an issue surrounding um who is going to rule the country now, right? And mm. that's between Ariel Henry and Claude Joseph. And can you, you know, provide context around those two? Like, why is there two back and forth about who is the leader going on right
0: Okay, now? so the man Jovenel apparently had a pen check for creating power vacuums, since he did it with the parliament, because he did the same thing with the, the prime minister's office. Ariel would technically be the seventh prime minister that we've had in this country. And, prior to his assassination, um, Claude Joseph, who was already there for some time, was ready to leave. So. To most people logically it should be Claude Joseph who should be in charge which i would like to say that the UN secretary general has a, has approved this which a lot of people see that as an infringement upon sovereignty but that's the whole point of the UN in a situation of crisis since we're a signatory of the charter it's normal that the UN secretary can be used as a neutral body to pick who who should be the prime minister so if there is a fight honestly um it's Claude Joseph who is prime minister because that's who everyone in the international community recognizes and that's the the person who was there prior so he has technically more experience than Ariel. Even, mm-hmm,
1: not you. but even in that in that whole situation happening right now. Because I'm before I'm so confused as to what is going on. Real confused of where this is going. Um why are so much Haitians um, in Haiti and the diaspora even so skeptical about US intervention? Like me and my own thoughts and listening about for just for listener's sake, just a brief historical context of why you guys are so skeptical about the US in
0: um occupation in the country right now. And this is the second one I think the u s has been implicated in Haitian affairs since eighteen forty five actually, and um unbeknownst to me, I found out um like very late in my life that they had actually taken on part of the debt that we owned to that we owed to france that's that's sketchy number one. then comes their explicit involvement in Haitian affairs through the occupation of 1915 that ended in 1934 after the assassination of our president so a lot of people are looking at this that happened 100 years ago and are saying is the u.s gonna occupy us again um
1: but um so as before Mm -hmm. you could understand you know like anybody could understand why Haitians themselves are very skeptical about it and even after the earthquake I remember after the earthquake the UN even got themselves in in problems there because there were two cases where there's
0: a cholera outbreak in the country yeah they they brought it there yeah they were dumping trucks of feces in our Mm -hmm. main river Mm
1: -hmm. that was one and the second thing was um there was a large portion of women being raped Yes. By the so-called volunteers, right? Yes. Yes. As these women would be carrying, you know, um,
0: the kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yes. Can't, Since I know, abortion I, I, is not legal in the country and contraception is not wide, and also it's rape. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the woman unfortunately had no say, no consent. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know
1: for let me see let me see i know the numbers on the women i don't know how many persons identify as non-binary we outside the scope of cisgender mm-hmm. haters so to tell you mm-hmm. that number so i know the numbers that i got was women so I, like i was before mm-hmm. when it comes to like people like oh um care about hate and stuff is like like you see in the track record and track record not that good They're not that good and there's also an issue where i just remembered when you know the whole thing happened this week and a lot of mm-hmm. leaders came out to her thoughts and prayers. I mean, I say, yo, we feel like we don't want the thoughts and prayers. Haiti have right, no them good. Like they don't want thoughts and prayers. Like we just feel like <laughs> they want some kind of support and rally around. It don't have to be monetary, cause we understand. We are yeah. we're not the of nations, but it's like when y'all go an in international state, you know, can like box up France too much and be like, yo, like people, are the people in the money or set up some kind of reparation package. Cause I understand that it's going to be yeah. very delicate. It, it, um, it is the a idea. large yeah. sum of money, right, in, yes. especially when, you know, Haitian people have been betrayed by their own, you know, yes. it's very skeptical to just give people this land, so much at the same time, it's like, but they're like, Me not, but come on for them thoughts and prayer thing here, like, they have it, I <laughs> hmm. feel like and prayers are the go-to at this point, um, but, hmm. Tamlin, you are a, a international um studies professional, Why, what do you see the future of Haiti looking like in this political turmoil, The future Mm -hmm. of Haiti look like in your
0: opinion? So, I do not know, but I have four scenarios in my head, if you're interested in in listening. Come on, do it man. All right. First one, direct U.S. occupation. Just because it happened before and because as much as people think that Haiti is just a poor dump, for whatever reason, that poor dump is very attractive to U.S. foreign policy. That's one. Second, a U.N. peacekeeping force operation that will last another 10 years again. Third, Haitians actually having so much of a shop. That they decide, oh my goodness, we need to get it together, be serious and change things, or fourth, a complete internal clash because of a power vacuum at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Those are my four scenarios. I oh, I
1: like so,
0: and I would like to say they can mix these scenarios can mix mm-hmm. because that has happened before yeah
1: yes. all right got you got you got you got you.
0: um why
1: As i said before it's a, it's a watch and see situation because they're getting updates in and out and it's just mm-hmm. really why am i tired <laughs> <laughs> no honestly i'm not even there i'm tired <laughs> i don't over say but i'm tired like i'm tired mm-hmm. i'm really tired oh yeah
0: Oh, yeah. I, I feel like
1: I've been having a yeah. conversation with haiti since since before, before my before my great- grandparents born yeah. my, you know, like every single decade carries something different, and at every single point you're going to be like, maybe you know because I think two thousand nine 2010, you know there was some kind of pick up in the economy a bit and then blew a pit, you know it's yeah. like there's always something there like there's always something i think throughout the eighteen hundreds. Right up to Devalier, to the there was a period where Haiti never had like a head of state to serve out his term.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I tell
1: you. I it's just this weird space. Yes. It's just. Yes. I, it's not even, I wouldn't say weird is the correct kind of word. It's more like. We just want a country to have like a little peace. <laughs> yes. Like a year, a decade, something of some peace of some sort. because Yo, haitians are not ma, majority haitians are not living in the country them just are finding ways to survive and when you're yeah. surviving in our country when the only thing you know is surviving in our country that's not living that's out. not good
0: that
1: that's you will living. we will
0: never progress like that we we, we that's not living it'll it'll be di- it is disastrous actually a lot all of right. people are gonna leave Mm -hmm.
1: another thing I want to get into um, Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about the assassination and stuff but I must say before Haiti has been something that the Yard wanted to cover before the assassination it was in particular this in particular to this thing Mm -hmm. COVID came right Mm -hmm. and you know a a lot of countries had was dealing with it and Jamaica in context of Jamaica and Barbados we are tourist tourist independent countries right Okay. So we feel out of economic backlog, and you kind of see you now that our vaccination is well, you know. T- like, Haiti, right beside us, has not gotten a drop of vaccine. Yeah. Not one drop. And maybe, like, everything that's happening now, like, everything that's happening now in Haiti is overshadowing that reality. Because you know? before, like, yeah. I, that we didn't want to cover, that was what we were supposed to cover. No? And then this hit we. Assassination hit you right in the middle of preparing for this episode. But, Tamlin, how, mm-hmm. how, how is that
0: reality going um, on? Um, just, I'm going to add something to this. Um, mm-hmm. There's a fight for vaccines worldwide and vaccine companies to waver their intellectual property so that they yeah, can no, be mass produced, no, no. mm-hmm. so that they can be distributed around the world. But capitalism has its ways, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Now, that aside, previously, Haiti had reached national immunity against the original strain. Everybody was dumbfounded about it. Um, It wasn't... the The death rate was very low, extremely low, and people were recovering fast. The virus didn't seem to bother Haitians, not that much, and then... We have two new variants that were found in late April, the gamma variant from Brazil and the alpha variant from UK. These two variants, as predicted by experts, caused a spike in hospitalization and death in a country where there are not enough hospitals. So you can imagine the scenario. Okay, so, The administration, prior to the spike, had rejected the COVAX program vaccine. They had rejected it. Uh, They had said they preferred Johnson & Johnson. They were worried about AstraZeneca vaccines because of the rare blood clots. But then when they saw the spike, they're like, "Okay, no, we're going to accept the COVAX donations. This month, it was supposed to happen during this week, It was supposed to start during this week, and then you have this happening. You have what happened on on Wednesday take place. And now I don't know if the COVAX program is a priority or not. I also have to point out that here um, there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy. And anti-vaccine, anti-vaxer attitude because of mis- misinformation and misunderstanding.
1: Yeah. All right, got you. Because
0: I know a lot. of- I'm, I'm about... sorry for all the noise, by the no, way.
1: No, 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 People can't get used to the dog. Then no more back from the beginning of the episode. I'm That's so good. No more back going crazy <laughs> Um, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> no, Carry but on. I must point out something. There are vaccines in Haiti, but they're for sale. Mm-hmm. They authorize the private import of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. All the advocacy groups were saying, what are you doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to expand on the COVAX program so that everyone in Haiti gets a vaccine. We need to advocate for the wavering of the IP. But mm-hmm. they allowed it. They authorized it. And then people were also saying, what if they sell fake vaccines? Mm hmm. Who's going to hold them accountable?
1: Mm-hmm. So you have all of this happening. Exactly.
0: So, so you know, I, I don't agree with it. Because that's when you have the vaccine apartheid. Mm-hmm. That's when, because, you know, that, that Haiti is a country heavily based on classism. Mm-hmm. So you will have the richest of the richest. And that's already happening. Getting their doses and being just fine. While everyone else is going to have the new strains roaming around them that, that's, that's not fair. That's inhumane. Mm-hmm. So the advocacy groups were right to call this out.
1: One of, th- one of the things to forget that most persons forget sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think because it's a language thing, because the Anglophone countries of the Caribbean mm-hmm. kind of dominate the space a lot of times, is that state is a part of CARICOM. And yes. if we are championing the development of our region, we just not feel like we feel left nobody out. Like, Again, back to thoughts, prayers and awareness. Like, no, it can't work. Like, no, no, no. No, are <laughs> no, gonna need we're gonna need some prime ministers and presidents and a vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. speak up. Speak up. You understand? Speak up. That I'm thankful.
0: For the prime ministers and other leaders that spoke up when a few countries didn't want us to be included in the visa-free program to travel throughout the
1: Caribbean, mm-hmm. I'm very but, thankful about that. My last, like, yeah, like, it's it's, it's, bro, it's it, All right, so um, <laughs> another thing I want to get into, I think is the final thing here, is all right. This is mm-hmm. a Caribbean thing. You understand? Me not talk about the US. Me no, you know? Yeah. A hurricane season. Oh, you see yes. me Oh yeah And for some reason, no, this is not even funny. For some reason, no matter how the hurricane I go on a part, for some reason, hurricanes find themselves at Haiti. For some <laughs> reason. Let's <laughs> me forget Hurricane Matthew. Yeah.
0: Like, oh yeah. For
1: 2016. Reason, yes. For some reason hurricanes always find themselves at Haiti. And this is how much of the country cannot know peace. Because if you know one thing is the other right before hurricane season and we saw hurricane Elsa you know the the first the first major one that happened how is it and especially with climate change where you have stronger earthquakes more frequent stronger Mm -hmm. hurricanes sorry
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um um um, more frequent hurricanes passing through the region and as we said before is like Haiti ever get the liquid out you understand yeah how are you guys preparing for that Um, are you seeing any campaign, any, any, any preparation?
0: Every year, every hurricane season, there Mm -hmm. is a campaign, um, to prepare, especially for people to safeguard their documents, for people to leave temporarily their, their house in certain area and go elsewhere. Right. But at the end of the day, it's always related to, to the individual and, that's that's just never going to solve the issue we we have a national system for the management of risk and natural disasters it's called SNGRD and there's only so much that that institution can do you hear it on the radio prepare your documents seal them put them in the put your money in the bank hide your stuff it's somewhere sturdy somewhere that's not going to leak or be destroyed easily and don't stay in the house if you can go somewhere safe but not everyone can do that. And that's when you realize the systemic issue of poverty making the hurricane season much worse, you know? Um, three hurricanes have shown us that over time. We have one that I remember, it was very traumatic even though I didn't live through it. That's the interesting part. It was Hurricane Jean in 2004, and it decimated Gunaive. And then there was Hurricane Hannah in 2008, and then Hurricane Matthew in 2016. Those three hurricanes have shown what happens when the state does not address the problem of poor infrastructure. And in Haiti, that's what we have. We have poor infrastructure, especially around the capital with all the shanty towns And people are trying to look for economic opportunities, so you can't just tell them to leave. But, uh, you you know, these hurricanes should have been lessons for the state to expand economic opportunities, to create economic opportunities, which would translate into better protection during hurricane seasons. But the state has not done that. Um, Everything that you hear about deforestation in Haiti is a lie. it's a big lie like the biggest one is that we are a country with only two percent of forest i'm sure you know about this yeah that no we we are a country with 33 percent of our forestry still there we have a huge fauna and flora but yet yet when an international organization needs money they're like yeah haiti has zero trees but they're never going to talk about climate change being the biggest reason why every hurricane season we have problems.
1: All right, got you. I got you. I got you. So and so, I'm I'm based on what you said, right? mm-hmm. So is climate change a a, a pressing issue that yes. on the on the
0: government policy? I it's mean, not a pressing. It's not a pressing issue that much on the government policy, but since everything in Haiti is sort of privatized, mm-hmm. most people and institutions are worried about it because they're feeling the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, we are sixth. We are ranked sixth out of one hundred and ninety-eight countries in the Global Climate Change Vulnerability Index. We feel it because throughout twenty eighteen. 2019, we had droughts, hurricane season was not smooth, and people were starting to wonder, well, what is it that we're doing wrong because we're not producing food? We're going to get a food shortage. Um, The rains are nasty. The floods are nasty. Our soil quality might be decreasing. So people are very much aware of it, but in the individual and institutional level.
1: There's, there's also even an issue where the Cari- Caribbean region contribute less than 1% to the total problem of climate change. So yeah. even if states even put something in places like the bigger countries like...
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are not polluting. Possu- <laughs> like- None of us are polluting countries. Even a country that produces oil like Trinidad is not yes. a polluting country compared to the United States, compared to Europe. Compared to China and India, yeah, we we aren't really a bother in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So yep, if, we will suffer the consequences the of most, climate change, yeah, the most. So and also,
1: even if even if country policies like even prepare for it, like we know we're not, you know, we, yeah, like we're not about We're not about the scale at all. I mean, what, yes. what we do know, what we do know, is that we have to have the strictest climate change mitigation. Um. Yes, um, probably us and the the the, the, the um the Philippian, Philippian? Pacific. Oh my God, they, mm-hmm. the Pacific, the Pacific Islands,
0: yeah, islands the Pacific state, Islanders. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Hawaii is also um one of those um ge- geological region, geographical regions yes. that's also vulnerable. So, like those, yeah, we did day, we did day.
0: Yes. Um, but
1: before I go, Tamlin, I just. Mm-hmm. Why? But, but not even for if yo. Cause it's been a, it's been, it's been an interview. You.
0: Sometimes,
1: you know, some things a lick, lick, you. Yes, I
0: get it, that. It's very
1: bad. And there, there are some, there's some things that really take a toll. Haiti. I'm so for let visit the country. Minute in another country. Minute in another country. I wreck my spirit. So, so if, I can't even imagine what you're going through at this time. The, 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 the mental. Mm well it's taking a physical toil the uncertainty of your own future of your own country of your your own family you know your own citizens i can't even imagine that like bruh if i'm gonna say the political economy um something you guys have literally no control over natural disasters right literally no control over can happen at any single minute and yeah. never just tough it out like we literally had tough it out for more 300 years now we had tough it out right yeah um but before we go if you would want to say anything right about haiti mm-hmm. you know what would you want people to know you know before you leave like what's something <sighs> you want people to know about your state and your country and where you are now
0: there was a time where i used to think that saying that haiti was resilient was a compliment um, now I'm just tired and I think most people don't want to hear that anymore because when you imply that someone is resilient, you, you already imply as well that they've been through an inima- unimaginable strife. We have gone through so much and, um, we need empathy because a lot of people who do not know our history in the context of events taking place here lack empathy when they listen to the story of Haiti. And a lot of it has to do with how the international news portrays us as if we are 100% responsible for our own problems. And they oftentimes omit the, the issue of international intervention and things of that same nature. So I would definitely ask people to have empathy and to seek an understanding of what is happening because, yes, it is happening to us today, but this is something that could happen to any state or any people if they're not careful or vigilant. And to just take a genuine interest into who we are and what we have done because we have done a lot and it still matters today and just believe that we have potential to do better but we cannot do better by ourselves we need genuine allies around the world who can help us and just be there when when we require it most, and I think right now is one of these moments. i mm-hmm.
1: got you. Like, I said before, like, I just want to, hate to have some kind of peace. I don't mean, feel like I'm going be my lifetime based on world events.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like, I'm God. But, you know, maybe the next generation after me, if we survive the heat, if we survive climate change, then. <laughs> so, um, but another thing, just real quick, real quick, um, mm-hmm. if, you know, Persons like myself who have listened listening to you the whole time now. Yes. What Not in the country at all, but what can we do to help? Um, tell me that you're me that you know, spread out. We try to bring people stories and stuff like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. what can other persons do, you know, to assist? Uh, the
0: The best yeah. you can do is inform yourself. Because I'm not going to be here and tell you to quickly donate to something. Because most of the time, these things don't go to where they intend to, especially Mm -hmm. if they are international organizations. I wouldn't donate to them personally. So I'm not going to tell you to do that. I would tell you to inform yourself politically, because then when you will hear about a genuine initiative, your political education will help you decide if you should join it or not. That's what I would tell people. Definitely inform yourself about what is going on, not just in Haiti but in general, and then what position you should take, and then you'll find the rest very easy. Mm-hmm. Got you. And
1: one of the, before I go, one of the issues I want to say that mm-hmm. Haiti, not even Haiti, the whole Caribbean region and um, continental Africa, in yes. in, in, in and narrowing um central continental africa if you want to do a case study with a problem with development aid those two regions yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> donations and aid are not the answer is not the answer yes, to development they're they're not like, um, they're not yeah they're not so um but Tamlin thank you so much for, for, for coming on I know it was oh thank you, you for having me notice as I said before we deliver some organs forget this <laughs> and as before um i hope you're doing safe sure. <laughs> i hope you'll be safe yes. um we know try. what you can do you know we do know if yoga your thing reading your thing yeah one of them tea drinker like the hot juice we don't know where you do you know for you keep your 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 spirit at ease or your mental health as healthy as it can be in those situations yes. in this situation but you know just some self-care you know that's just my advice you know, and from the other members <laughs> of the yard who are poor, who well. share the same, the same,
0: the same <laughs> who share the same, the same um, the
1: same um, yeah, yeah but thank you so much for coming on you know this has been, I learn a lot um, I really learn, every time you have a guest come on I, I really learn a lot, yeah. and even though I'm not over checkmate as much as well
0: thank you again for having me though yeah. it was good, the, these conversations yeah. are good they're really good
1: so thank you man and you 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 really you really you really tell a lot and give a lot so i'm really appreciative of that so yeah listen up, that's our episode um this is our season three episode 12 i think <laughs> um so yeah thank you for guys for listening i hope as, as as tamlin said you know the best way i can you know assist is just to be aware so hate is especially jamaicans like sometimes i feel isolated like when you move like when you're isolated from the region but like mm-hmm. they, they are literally right beside us. They're literally right beside us. If there's any country that we're supposed to pay attention to and to lend our hands and lend our support, and 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 you know it's 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 Haiti. They are literally right beside us. You know, Cecile, Futiman, Cecile Fatiman, Cecile and Doctor Bookman. You understand? Yes. They make that relationship go going vain Yes. A long term relationship. they do, All right. So again, just stay informed. You know, and 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 get without any, you know, relearn and, and learn. Nobody not going to judge you for ignorance because that's just not the way. If you don't know, you don't know. But at least make an effort to, to learn. So, yeah, um, again, you can check out our website, our website at com for more um, resources for this episode. Tamlin's, Tamlin said a lot of things that we're going to send links and to, if you guys want to read more about that, so just check that out at com And we have our social media pages, which is tenementyourmedia underscore Instagram Telemetry Media underscore on Twitter. I think that's it. I think I really believe that's the, that that's that things <laughs> but, um, I'm doing the social media, but I think that's it. But, but go to the website and up at the top you're gonna see all of them social media links if I'm wrong. Right? But thank y'all for listening. Be safe, be true to yourself, and I'm going to let Protege close us out. Which is a uh, listen, if there's any song that sums up this episode, Mortimer and protege. Bye guys.
0: Always yeah.
1: right over my mm. look over here oh. Yeah Uh-huh Judge I best with the
0: brightest light
1: And I shine upon you, you Then blind Go with of the truth and right Dare of the truth and right And until the day that my soul takes flight Babylon will hear my voice God, we with of the truth and right